0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, February 8th. This is your FT News Briefing. The short video app TikTok is planning a push into e-commerce, which means more competition for Facebook. Cuba says it's opening up its economy to most non-state businesses, meaning the private sector. And Mercedes-Benz has offered up a timeline for when electric vehicle profits are expected to reach a major milestone. Plus, we'll take a look at how the worldwide shift to clean energy could reshape the geopolitical landscape. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Facebook's push into e-commerce this past year has reaped big profits for the social media site. Now the viral video app TikTok also has plans to turn its users into on-site consumers. I'm on the line with the FT's Hannah Murphy. She covers social media for the FT. Hannah, let's start with TikTok's plans. What's its push into e-commerce going to look
1: like? So TikTok are looking to launch a slew of new tools to facilitate more online shopping. This is including the ability for any of its influencers to share a link to a brand's product and make money if a user then clicks on that link and buys an item. And that's even if the influencer is sort of not formally sponsored by the brand in any way. So essentially, this is sort of integrated affiliate marketing and it encourages influencers to drive sales for businesses in a pretty organic way. A couple of other things, they're introducing uh, the ability for brands to upload their product catalogs to the platform so you can sort of see a reel of products and easily click through and buy those. And then finally, TikTok's planning to introduce more live shopping experiences. So this is sort of mobile phone version of television shopping channels where um, users can buy goods with a couple of taps after seeing them showcased by TikTok influencers live. They started testing this in December, I believe, through a tie up with Walmart, and this is going to be now rolled out more broadly through the year.
0: But even with this push, Hannah, there's still a lot of places people can buy their stuff off of, right? Like there's Amazon, we mentioned Facebook, which is a direct competitor. Why does TikTok think it's a viable option for consumers?
1: So this is really tapping into a subset of e-commerce known as social commerce that's growing increasingly popular. And that's essentially selling products directly via social media with this sort of interactive social element. And it often wields the power of influencers to help with that selling, right? And TikTok in particular has built up this army of creators, of influencers, through its algorithm that sort of tends to lend itself towards people going viral. So it has a lot, a big team of influencers. And these influencers have been tended to by TikTok over the years. They have close relationships with them. They speak to them often. They sort of manage, help manage them in some ways.
0: Hannah Murphy is based in San Francisco. She covers social media for the Financial Times. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you. Over the weekend, Cuba's government said it would open up most of the island's economy to private business. Specifically, it would allow non-state businesses to participate in more than 2,000 professions. The government hasn't specified which professions yet, though. The move comes as Cuba struggles with its worst economic crisis in decades. The economy, especially the vital tourism industry, has been walloped by the pandemic. Plus. Cuba is still under sanctions from the Trump administration, and a currency devaluation has led to unpopular price hikes in most goods, services, and utilities. A goal of these reforms is to create more jobs and bring inflation under control. Analysts say the reforms are politically risky, but if Cuba follows through, they could provide an incentive for the Biden administration to engage with Havana. And Mercedes-Benz says, by the end of the decade, it'll make as much money from its electric vehicles as it does from its luxury combustion engine models. The announcement by the carmaker's parent company, Daimler, makes Mercedes the first German luxury car company to offer a precise timeline for this shift. Last month, Audi told the FT its electric vehicles would match combustion engine profits in a few years. Porsche and BMW haven't provided precise dates. One factor contributing to Daimler's timeline is the shrinking cost of electric components, especially batteries. That makes it easier for the company to match the margins it has for combustion vehicles. And now, let's take a broader look at the global shift from fossil fuels to renewable energy, specifically how it could reshape geopolitics. The shift is happening sooner than you might think, And the FT's Environment and Clean Energy correspondent, Leslie Hook, has been reporting on how various countries are building up capacity for solar wind and other renewable energy sources. She's on the line with me now. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Mark. Leslie, what are the main reasons why we're seeing the shift from fossil fuels to renewables?
2: Well, over the past 18 months, Mark, there's been a real tipping point. We've seen a lot of the world's biggest economies, including China, the biggest emitters, as well as Japan, Korea, the UK, the EU, all adopt targets to cut emissions to net zero, which means getting emissions to as close to zero as possible. And that will basically remove fossil fuels from most parts of the economy and really transform our lives and transform the way economies work. Um, So there's really been a tipping point because we've gone from having just a handful of countries have these ambitious climate targets to now almost all the world's biggest economies have such targets in place. And in the U.S., where the Biden administration has just come into power, um, they've said that they also want to adopt a net zero target.
0: In the article you wrote, you point out that the sources of renewable energy are spread quite evenly all over the world, rather than being concentrated in certain countries the way that oil and gas are concentrated, um, who will the new power players be?
2: That's a really interesting question. I mean, we're used to thinking about oil and gas in terms of power dynamics, oil embargoes, and you know the geopolitics. But when it comes to clean energy, it's a kind of a new field. Um, and it boils down to three main ways that countries might get ahead. One is by exporting clean electricity. Right now, Norway is a big exporter of electricity due to its hydropower and its dams, or you could export a green fuel like uh, hydrogen. A second way is by manufacturing products that are part of the energy transition. China is a big manufacturer of solar panels and wind turbines. And a third way is by controlling the technology and the patents and the sort of cutting edge tech that will also be core to the energy transition.
0: How far along are we in terms of the shift towards renewables?
2: Well, the interesting thing is that the coronavirus pandemic and this huge economic recession that the world has been in in 2020 have really accelerated the shift towards renewables. Last year, clean energy was the only part of the energy sector that saw any growth. Uh, We saw demand for coal drop. We saw demand for oil drop as part of the recession. But new installations of wind and solar actually hit record heights. So there's been a sense of this really accelerating in the past year.
0: So as you mentioned a little earlier, Leslie, uh, the world has seen many conflicts related to the control of oil fields. Do you see any potential geopolitical conflicts coming out of the transition towards renewables?
2: Well, one area of tension could be over the manufacturing of clean tech products like solar panels. There have been a lot of trade disputes between China and the U.S., China and Europe over government support for solar panels. And in places like the U.S., President Joe Biden has pledged to cut emissions, but he's also pledged to support U.S. manufacturing. If his emissions pledge relies on importing goods from China, that could put him in a tricky position. So there is potential for trade conflicts. But on the other hand, one of the people that I interviewed for this piece says that, you know, it's really like the geopolitics of Carrots. Um, no one really fights wars over carrots, and no one's really going to fight wars over solar panels either. So that's kind of the optimistic view.
0: Carrots. Well, that, that's a neat way of thinking about it. Leslie Hook is the FT's environment and clean energy correspondent. She's reporting on our new climate capital hub where you can find all the latest on green energy and business. Thank you, Leslie. Thanks, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,